a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Hey Paul, uh, welcome. Good to have you in the studio again. I, it, it's been a big weekend for me. Um, and I'm excited to talk about it. I think uh, I think I got I got a pretty good story, and I don't know I don't know how your weekend went. It was Valentine's Day on Friday. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, well, I I don't want to. I'm excited to hear your story, but I I also have a story of my own. Uh, it's been a crazy Valentine's Day, uh, but it sounds like you had a an eventful one yourself. February fourteenth, twenty twenty, was a a big day for me. Um, <laughs> Actually, I didn't really originally have Valentine's Day plans, um, so I, you know, I was just gonna kind of, I was gonna try to treat myself to some alone time, um, just take it easy. I, I'm not gonna stress about it too much, you know. It's, I'm saving money. I kept telling myself, right? So mm, yeah. I, was, I was gonna have a little bit of fun on my own. Um, I decided to go sailing, which you know I'm I'm uh, a pretty common proponent of. I, I just love to get out there on the water, so. I went sailing, brought my boat out, uh, and it was it was a gorgeous day. I mean, I was having a great time. Um, I was, I guess, having a great time until my mast mm. broke. So, mm. uh, that happens probably more often than you think. Um, I'm on the sea a lot, so I see a lot of things, and a mast break is, is pretty common, unfortunately, it, and it sucks. I can imagine. It, it's a huge issue. Um, <clears throat> so, not a great start to my Valentine's Day. Um, I had to get actually towed back to port because I couldn't sail with a broken mask, right? So huge, huge pain in my ass. Not fun at all. But um, while I'm waiting for my boat to get fixed, I actually decided to grab a bite to eat at this local place I love. And I ran into this really cute girl, uh, long blonde hair. We actually hit it off really well. So um, she was kind of in a similar situation. Um, it seemed like she didn't have any plans for Valentine's Day. Um, I mean, she was there alone, so... Um, I, this is kind of out of character for me, but I, I started chatting her up and, uh, we actually hit it off super well and so well, yeah. in fact, that she invited me out the next day, which this got me thinking like, wow, this is great. Cause it, that like never happens to me. Um, yeah. So I thought maybe something was wrong with her or something, but I, I don't know. I had a great time, um, talking to her. So I thought, why not? Right. Um, we'll meet up. So, uh, I go back to the restaurant again, just, uh, um, you know, like like she said, meet up again and maybe grab another meal, maybe see where this could go. But it was like she didn't even remember me, which was super strange. Um, like, I don't know if this was some sort of, like maybe she was drunk the day before or something huh. when we met and she just forgot. I, I, she just pretended like she didn't even know who I was, which was like kind of sucked, honestly. So yeah, uh, not a great day for me, but um it's, she get, I piss her off and her brother and her dad get involved. It becomes this whole ordeal. It's a long story. I don't really want to explain what I did, but hmm. turns out and get this cause this is wild. She can't form new memories because she was in a car wreck a year ago. So she has this short term memory loss thing to where she just, she can't like, she literally didn't remember me from the day before because she can't develop new memories. She's got like the same amount of memories from that time she was in a car wreck and it just repeats every day. Her family has just been re- recreating that day over and over again to convince her that it's October 13th every day, hmm. which is super weird. Anyway, um, long story. I don't want to get into the details, but we get married on a boat and then we go to Alaska to look at walruses. Wow. Yeah. Well, c- congratulations. Yeah. I, so, I, I didn't even know you were married. That's, that's big news. I'm well, yeah, we, and we have a daughter now too. So, Wow, she's already been born. <laughs> things, things move fast. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you had something else going on in your life. I don't want to, my story is not that interesting. I just got married and had a daughter, but. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm still processing uh, my events. Uh, so, so for me, it starts back uh, last Wednesday. This is February 12th, I believe. So I'm. I'm attending my local uh, Rotary Club as I usually do, <laughs> and you're such a good my... citizen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <clears throat> you. You could not 
even ask me what a Rotary Club is, I would not be able to tell you. But I'm I go there every week nonetheless. Uh, and <laughs> just okay. one of my one of the good fellows there, my friend Reginald, uh, he he invites me um, to go on a double date with him and his his uh, the girl he's going steady with uh, on Friday Valentine's Day. Uh, and I was panicking because I've I've been really trying to impress Reginald. <clears throat> And so I say, yeah, of course, I'll bring my girl with me. Uh, but here's the problem, Zach. I don't have a girl. Uh-oh. And so I, I, I start looking through some ads in the newspaper. And I discover that there's actually a, a singles cruise on Lake Worth on a Thursday, February 13th. Uh, and so I sign up last minute. I'm, I, and I go on the singles cruise uh, the day before Valentine's Day, desperately hoping um, <clears throat> that I'll find myself a, a date for Friday. Uh, and so, while I'm on this cruise, it's it's uh, going around Lake Worth. I, I decided to go to the mess hall and play some bingo, because that's uh, I've had some success picking up women uh, playing bingo in the past. So <laughs> what? Well, haven't we to, all? Age-old. <laughs> I decided to go back to what I know. Age-old pickup strategy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then and so, while playing bingo, though, my eye caught a lovely woman uh, wearing a really fancy hat, kind of like Carmen Sandiego style, mm-hmm. uh, and she was smoking like a really long, like foot-long cigarette oh that's hot <clears throat> oh yeah let me tell you uh and she came over and said that she really liked my fur coat i, th- I believe it was mink i'd won it on a raffle when i first got on the cruise mm-hmm. um and, and and so there's a beautiful woman in front of me uh and i think this is my chance i've got to act quick uh and so <clears throat> i asked her if she was looking for a boyfriend you know that thing that people the tried and true method of f- slyly figuring out if someone's single or not. <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> she cracked a smile and said no. Uh, and and the cat that she was actually holding in her arms and had been petting began uh, uh, purring and almost like cracking a little wink at me also. Uh, and so I took that as a pretty good sign. I asked her if she'd uh, be my date for Valentine's Day, and she agreed uh, and gave me her pager number. Nice man, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the cruise docked. Uh, it was it was only for a few hours Thursday night. Um, and so the next day, we we agreed that we were going to show up uh, for this date with my Rotary Club friend. Um, it was actually a couples only cruise, also on Lake Worth. Uh, they really were <laughs> trying to get both crowds. Uh, and so my Rotary Club buddy Reginald and his date stood there in the cold waiting with me. Uh, before we boarded, and I, I really, I tell you what, Zach, I really thought she was going to show up, but she never did. I, I stood there, pager in hand, for hours. I uh, kept trying to send her beeps from well, the pager. Sucks, man, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, eventually, the the cruise was leaving, so my buddy had to get on, uh, and I just watched the boat float away. And I, I thought I saw <clears throat> the silhouette of her cat on the back of the ship, but that wouldn't really make sense. But. Yeah, I'm kind of left with more questions than answers uh, from that experience, but that was my Valentine's Day. Bummer, man. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I really thought things were going to end up differently. Like, heck, I, I, you know, sometimes I get carried away, but I thought I might have a kid by today also the same way uh, that you do. We could have we had our kids at play dates and everything, but it, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I don't know. I ended up pretty lucky. Um, yeah. But... God, I, yeah, that, I hate to hear that, but hey, you'll get them next year, all right? It's uh, that's oh, yeah. what, that's the one thing that sucks about. It's one thing that's good and bad about Valentine's Day is that if you don't find somebody on Valentine's Day, you you can't look for another three hundred and sixty five days for somebody else. Mm, yeah. The good thing is though is that you can always count on there being a next year, unless you die. But maybe that, next that year. Very true. Maybe twenty twenty one's your year, and I hope it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. I've got tickets booked for the next singles cruise. You uh, got to get I'm in early. They fill up fast. <laughs> um, welcome to episode 34 of Not All Bad. I'm Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman. Uh, the show works by Paul and I uh, ranting about stuff that make us mad. And then we rant about uh, a topic that, we, that uh, you, the listeners, submit. And then we talk about something that makes us happy. That's the show. Um, we're available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes, and also Overcast, apparently. Travis has <laughs> informed me. Um, and we're on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. And you can email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com. And if you want to get a random topic uh, that we read on the show submitted, 
uh, out of your little brain, then you can do so by emailing us there with the subject line, random rant idea. And you can also let us know if you want to be a guest on the show via the same email. Um, before we go any further, Paul, I actually would like to thank, um, we have gotten, uh, two reviews since, uh, last time. It's been a long time. Oh, really? I, I think the last time we got a review was in June. Uh, wow. It was the last time we got a rating or a review. Um, two people have given us a rating since then. Uh, so I like to thank them and I also like to read them on the show cause, uh, they're good. So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, first review that we've gotten since June is from young wage gap, five stars. Thank you. Young wage gap titled the $1 PBR at Applebee's. These are all inside jokes that I don't know if you're familiar with Paul, but I am not. Um, but it is a very, uh, flattering review. So I'm going to read it cause I like it. Easily the best podcast I've ever heard from somebody I personally know. Way better than some podcasts I've heard from people I don't know. Some people who full-time make podcasts stink out loud at it. Not these guys, and they don't get a dime. <laughs> really funny guys, not very good looking or very nice, but really funny. Which I won't argue with any of those points. So thank you to Young Wage Gap. I literally have no idea who that is. I can't even begin to wrap my head around who that might be, but I appreciate Incredible. you nonetheless. I'm, I'm thankful that that's that's great. Um, this person was less um, clandestine about their identity. Um, I don't think you're going to know who it is, Paul, but I, I do. Um, this was left by Wannabe Co-Host. The review title is Review. Five stars. Thank you, Wannabe Co-Host. And the review reads, uh, and this is all great stuff. I have a quenchable thirst for exclusivity, which I really like the term quenchable thirst. It's like I, I desire this, but not to a degree that it cannot be satisfied. <laughs> like I really need exclusivity, but there's a, there is some finite amount of exclusivity that is satisfactory to my needs. I love that. So I have a quenchable thirst for exclusivity. All my life I have and will continue to have this desire to be a part of something that allows very few within their circles. My thirst has been quenched by this podcast. There we go. This podcast gives me a sense of elitism. I am a flagship fan of this podcast. No matter how many people will listen to this podcast in the future, not only will I have the ability to say that I am a quote hipster or OG listener of this podcast, but that I was personally invited by the host Zach, Sensei, Andrews, to listen to this show. Keep producing this subjectively, subjectively, quote, good show. I enjoy <laughs> 95% of it, and I honestly find myself laughing out loud sociopathically in public spaces. Dance like no one is watching, rant like no one is listening, dash B. So thank you, B slash wannabe co-host, for that review. Also, very kind. Uh, I, B, I did get your uh, email, which I appreciated a lot. I also got your random rant submissions, which uh, I have added to the list. So thank you for both of those. And thank you for the review. Um, please leave a review uh, if you haven't already. Rating and review on iTunes. Uh, five stars, please, we beg of you. And like these two have so eloquently demonstrated, whatever just nonsense or hate you want to put in the comments or love, all of it is accepted. Um, mm. It's only the review that we um, really want to be five stars. But the rating can be mean. Uh, or funny, or, or a combination of both, as most of these are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's. I think. I think that's everything um, for the intro. It, I, a very long intro today, but um, thanks for being with us. We had some fun with it. It's now time to actually get into the meat of the show, and I think Paul, you ought to be the one to take us away on the negative rant today. I would love to, Zach. <clears throat> you know it. There's a lot of stars aligning for uh, the intro and the topics of this show. Mm -hmm. um, some of you may remember a guest, uh, one of the Alexes on the show, she uh, brought up online dating. And at the time, we, talk we talked about it some, but neither Zach or I were really actively on it. So I was really just pulling from my memory of like a year prior in my experiences. But uh, I, I hopped back on the apps, and let me tell you, Zach... I've got a lot to say. Yeah, uh, let's and hear so it. I decided that we should revisit this. <clears throat> but but first, I actually kind of want to take you guys on a journey to get some context 
for online dating. Real quick, uh, if you want to hear our original rant on online dating, which was uh, brought to the table by, like uh, Paul said, uh, one of the Alex's that we had on as a guest, that would be episode 25, um, The Duality of Woman. So just, just oh, a heads yes. up. Yeah. Great episode. <clears throat> yes. So... <coughs> Back with the cough here. That's another throwback. Um, <laughs> so the the original dating site, at least as we know dating sites, started in 1995, a little old place called Match.com. Oh, it's that old? Yes, started in 1995. Uh, the internet was pretty young at this point. People didn't really believe in the idea of finding love uh, through the interwebs. <laughs> uh, and so as one way... Kind of just a fun little story about Match.com. As a way to increase the user base, the founder uh, convinced all of his the members of his company and all of his friends and family to make accounts so that there would be a user base. Even the ones who were already married or dating someone, he got them to make accounts so that there would be more users for new users to find and, and talk to on the app. Yeah. Um, this included his girlfriend. Uh, and a fun story is that... <laughs> His girlfriend met someone on Match.com and left him for that person. E- nice, yeah. <clears throat> yes. Nice. So that, wh- while kind of a bummer, that also proved that there was something to this idea. <laughs> uh, fast forward uh, in 2000, we have eHarmony starting. Um, I remember so many commercials for this growing up. Uh, and what set them apart is that they would ask each user literally like hundreds of questions, like it's the SAT. Uh, and then use algorithms to try to match people. Um, so that's fun. And then <clears throat> there, there are more around here, but th- the next one of note to me is the first mobile-focused app, which was Grinder in 2009. Uh, they were the first ones on the scene. Uh, and then Tinder, which is one of the, the most well-known dating apps, uh, started in September of 2012, followed by Bumble in 2014 and now dozens and dozens of other dating apps uh, have come about. So yeah, that's where I find myself as being a single person who is like, I hate dating apps, but nonetheless, here I am on dating apps. Mm-hmm. And Zach, I I have some complaints. Uh, for, Zach, what what experience do you have with dating apps? Like, which ones have you used? Uh, I I am very new to the dating app game. Um, it is mm-hmm. miserable, so this is a great topic. Oh yeah, and and oh yeah, like like you said before, I had nothing to contribute as of episode twenty five. Since then, um, I ha- I now have the uh, ability to use a dating app, and uh, I've only used Hinge because I don't know anything about any of them. But my <laughs> uh, one of my coworkers was deep into them for a long time, like just wheeling and dealing left and right. He had a date like every night with a different woman <laughs> that he met on these apps. And he always swore by hinge as the most reliable. So that's the only one I've ever tr- attempted to use. And, and that's where my experience is right now. But um, pre- pretty limited run that I've had time wise and um, variety wise with these dating apps. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I have not used hinge, but I do know a lot of people that have, and everyone who uses it swears by it, so maybe there's something to that. Uh, but I have only used Tinder and Bumble. Uh, I've not really used Tinder very much because I, I don't have an explanation for it, but something about Tinder just feels weird to me. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable more so than Bumble does. I, I don't have a logical explanation sense. for that. I, no, I get that too it, for some reason. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so I've got uh, my principal complaint about dating apps is how much time and effort you have to put into this. Because first of all, to get matches, you've got to be swiping on people. At least that's the model for Tinder and Bumble. And you might spend hours swiping to get like one or two matches. I'm aware that maybe some people are hotter than me. They get a lot more. Maybe we got some (laughs) ugly people in the audience and they're jealous of my two per couple hours. No, our listeners are all gorgeous. Yeah, that that's why I suspected. Uh, and so of those, like, so of the h- p- p- dozens, if not literally hundreds of profiles you're looking at, you get a few matches, right? Of those matches, 
First of all, I would say like one out of five matches never actually messages me in the first place. And, and mm-hmm. I'm speaking almost about Bumble, which in particular requires the girl to talk first. Um, and within 24 hours, otherwise the match expires. <laughs> and, A lot of restrictions. So, <laughs> yes, but it's, believe it or not, I actually kind of like that because then it's almost like there's, because only one person can start it and there's a time limit they i would actually say most of the time they go ahead and just start it because like otherwise what's the point of being on here like because they don't have the option to wait on you so they have to message so i think in that sense it actually does at least start the conversation somewhat effectively all right but then this is where my complaints just continue to compile so of those conversations that start Maybe one out of ten of those are actually interesting and go beyond a few messages. And then of those interesting ones, like uh, an even smaller percentage ever actually leads to like trading numbers and maybe meeting up in person. So if you extrapolate all this and do some math, which I am making up all these numbers, so it would be pointless to even do the math that I've been (laughs) describing, it you're spending hours and hours to maybe get like a date a month, like if that. And so it is like a lot of work. Um, I, I mean, part, part of the lack of dates is probably my lack of like aggressiveness to ask people on a date. Cause I am someone who like really waits until I'm like, they're clearly interested such as them saying they're interested. <laughs> right. Uh, and so that's partially on me, but nonetheless, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, but then I experienced something recently, Zach, that changed some of my perspective on this, because it used to be that I thought the more matches, the better. I It's all game of odds and chances. If I get more odds, then I'm more likely to have meaningful conversations and actually meet some people. So Bumble offered me a trial of their paid subscription called Boost for, for two weeks. I was like, what the heck? I'll try it out. And the main thing that Boost does is, one, I believe it puts your profile in front of more people. And two, more significantly, it shows you the people that have already liked you and you can immediately match with them if you'd like. Because otherwise, like if you're a poor person who is just going along for free, then it's like they'll tell you like there are six or seven people that like you. But like you might be swiping for a couple days before you actually see the profile of anyone who's liked you. Um, And so that was on the one hand. I thought really nice. I was like, look at this attention. I can see exactly who liked me. I have the power to immediately match with them if I want. But Zach, I have put myself in a situation now that is my personal hell, which is (laughs) I thought I liked attention. And so I would say all except for a couple, I just immediately match with everyone because I was like, what the heck? It's attention. (laughs) I'll say yes. And this is not an exaggeration. Uh, towards the end of last week, when I, when my boost subscription was uh, coming to an end, I had over thirty matches, and juice. all but like a the sheer all ju- but the a, sheer juice on this guy. Okay, this is, before you start clapping for me or um, being impressed by how attractive I must be to pull all of these matches. <laughs> I need you to understand, Zach. And the listener, that my dear dearest listeners, that when you have thirty people message you, it is hell. Because I think that I'm a decent conversation haver, but like, especially with people I don't know, I really overthink things. So it's taken me a long time to respond to each message. And when you have thirty of them. It's like you're in a war zone, just like going one by one, like, uh, uh, all right, I'll tell a funny joke here. Okay, you go to the next <laughs> one. Uh, what, what's something I can ask about on their profile? Like, I got to find something. <laughs> and then they've got nothing because they're a hot girl who thinks they can get away with putting nothing on their profile, and it works because I swiped right. Uh, <laughs> and so there's nothing to ask them about. It's like, what's it like being hot? Like, I don't know what to ask. <laughs> and so instead... So let's say of these 30 people, there were probably four or five that I was genuinely interested in. I was like... This girl seems great. Like, she's pretty. She seems cool. We have somewhat similar interests. Whatever. I don't know the science behind why I like people, but there's a few that I actually really like. But the thing is, I'm so overwhelmed by the weight of how many people I have to respond to that I'm leaving these great-seeming girls on red and just 
not responding to anyone and like taking a break from the app. But even when I'm off the app, all I can think about is what if one of these people is the one I should be talking to and I'm just ignoring them, but it actually <laughs> could lead to something. And it is hell. You're such I, a sweetheart. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm off the, the boost now, so I don't ha- I'm not just pulling in match after match anymore. But I've still got all those matches, and I still don't know what to do with any of them. I'm tr- I, n- I, you know, I'm, it's far enough removed now to where I haven't responded to some of them in a week or two, where it's not even like I can just respond to what they said. I've got to come up with a whole, if I actually want them to respond to me, I've got to come up with a whole funny reintroduction to the conversation. Like, haha, sorry, I didn't respond. I get overwhelmed by simple tasks. I, I don't like just, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt because your flow is so good. I will, I will disagree with you that you need to come up with an excuse for not responding to them for a week. One time, I somebody messaged me and said, "Hey, how's your weekend going?" And I said, "Going great. I'm like, what? Watching the football game. What about you?" And then, <laughs> two and a half weeks later, she said, "My weekend was fine. What are you up to now?" <laughs> like, well, I mean, I, a lot has transpired in the last two and a half weeks, so I don't know if you really need a. I mean, I I still tried to maintain the conversation, so I I don't know if you that's really a, need to worry point. about. But anyway, back to I want to I want you to pull back on the highway and get going again. I didn't mean to show you this rest stop, but no, yeah, I just you're had good, to. and, and I, th- I think you're right, and that that is comforting to me, Zach, that I, I don't have to come up with an even better message. I just, you know me, I'm I'm, I'm gonna overthink this, Amer- Paul, um, America's sweetheart. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of my overhead view of dating apps and now i would really like to kind of get zoom in a little bit and get into the nitty-gritty of some things that just piss me off about dating apps if that's cool with you if you all right so this this is almost like a medium distance one in general i feel like people are way too caught up on small preferences that don't actually affect compatibility and this is something I encounter, I would say, in, like, over half of profiles. Like, like there's, on different apps, they'll have, like, questions that you can, like, answer and then have displayed in your profile. And a pretty frequent one is, we will get along if dot, dot, dot. And then people supply extremely specific scenarios and imply that you will only seem attracted to them if you fit that exact thing. Um, like, one of them being, like, you'll take me dancing every weekend. Or, like... We can listen to country music in the car all the time. Or like, and my issue with that is, I don't think compatibility is just a matter of having overlapping interests. Because there are tons of people that I probably overlap with an interest a bunch, but like, I there wouldn't actually be a spark there. And I've actually experienced that a lot on these apps is there'll be people that I'm like, oh, I'm excited. They said that they like this TV show or this comedian or like whatever that I'm also interested in. I bet we'll be compatible. When we start talking, it's so immediately obvious that like there's nothing here. <laughs> and so I get frustrated by people who knowingly like restrict things. They're like swipe left if you don't have a dog for those of you uninitiated swiping left means you are uninterested swiping right is if you are interested it's like you know you can Mm -hmm. have you can like dogs and not currently have one you can be between dogs and like you don't i don't know i just get excessively frustrated that people assume that small preferences and like hobbies like have to be matched for you to like fall in love with someone because that's just not how that is in reality i I think your perspective, you're going about this the wrong way here. The uh, So first of all, the whatever example that you just provided with this, the dog thing, that that is you, what you're trying to say, I agree with 100% there. I'm talking about the other question, stuff like, we'll get along if you take me dancing every weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, I don't ever view these dating apps as... Um, these profiles, these questions aren't about whether or not we're going to get along. Mm-hmm. They're, they're asking, they're, you're, they're kind of dangling a little fish bait over, uh, uh, and this is what you should be doing too, frankly, to get a bite. You know, you're not reading that thinking, if, you know, if everyone's goals were the same as what, how I think they are, you're not reading that and thinking, 
yes, I like to dance, we're, we'd be such a great couple, or no, I don't like to dance, we wouldn't be a good couple. That's an opportunity to jump in and say, oh, hey, I actually know this great country western dancing place um, that not a lot of people know about. Or I'm suck at, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm horrible at dancing, but I still love to do it anyway. You know, you like, it's like a little, yeah. it's a little nibble, it's something a little nibble on to get you in the door. It's not yes. something so- to establish compatibility. Yes. I okay. So I I was casting too wide of a net here in my description. There's going to be you are a correct. lot of fish metaphors. I have a feeling in this <laughs> yes. discussion. However, I I wish I had a, an example in front of me, but I have encountered profiles who very explicitly state, "If you aren't into country music, I'm not interested in you." Like that is like yes. a very like, and that's more what I'm talking about is. Not as you're you're right that I I'm kind of generalizing a bit too much, but there are people who legitimately are trying to exclude people if they don't have perfectly lined up like dumb interests. Fair, <clears throat> but yeah. And the get, other one is: uh, Do you get dumped sorry, by somebody that loves country music? <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but you know, being in Texas and. Ooh, I mean, I feel like our listening, listener base is Texan, so I risk isolating some listeners. I'm not a big fan of country music. I think it's fine. It's not what I usually choose to listen to. Uh, that That's somewhat of a controversial uh, opinion on a lot of these dating apps. There's a lot of people very into country. Valid, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's just, that's just something I've come across a lot. Um, but anyways. Um, and yeah, so... Now I'm kind of going to go even more specific into some profile complaints I have Yes. about things I've seen listed on some profiles. Yes. <clears throat> All right. This one, I feel like everyone sees this coming. If someone puts they like The Office, come on. Or they don't. Come on. That's another really yeah, common you know, one. Either they do or they point. don't. I don't give a shit what, how you feel we about don't, it. I don't we care. don't need to bring up this TV show anymore. It's, it's well-trodden territory. You and I have beaten this topic to death. Liking a show is not a personality. It's so, it's so funny that we have talked so much about whether or not liking a show is not a personality that it's no longer that is itself is no longer an, an interesting meta topic. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's frustrating. And and here's probably my biggest pet peeve is people who say, "Take me on an adventure." <laughs> I like to go on adventures. Just looking for someone to go on adventures with. What the hell is an adventure? What do you mean go on an adventure? Are you do you just mean like you want to go to Target with me? Is that an adventure? Going on a walk in the park, trying new ice cream? Are these adventures? I don't know. I I don't know what they mean. Are you talking about going on an ex- expedition to Antarctica? That sounds like an adventure, but I don't think that's what you mean. Like what <laughs> what the hell do they mean by adventure? I, if I see one more person say that they just like adventures. I'm I'm going to jump out of my window right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Um, and then here's here's something else that frustrates me is people who use their profile as an advertisement for other social media. They say, "I don't get on here much, so just add me on Instagram." Or like, I'm more likely to respond if you DM me on Snapchat or DM me on Instagram. It's like, no, no, no. We're on this app. I'm not going to just like give you another follower or like put my, like show immediately just like get, grant you this profile like like on Instagram to like, <sighs> sorry. This, no, <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> don't apologize. I, if anything, you're not doing enough. Get into it. I, come on. Let's like, get the engine wh- revving. Yeah. I why are you on? <laughs> Like, you don't get to just advertise for yourself on here. This is not a way to get new followers. I'm not going to DM you on Instagram or add you on Snapchat and DM you there. That's just weird. And, like, just so weird. And and similarly, on Bumble, I've had people's profiles say, I'm more likely to respond if you message me first. And I I don't know if they understand what Bumble is, but that is physically impossible for me (laughs) as the guy on Bumble to message you first. I'm sorry. Maybe you are just disappointed all day, every day that these guys just aren't messaging you, but we can't. We cannot message you until you message us first. (laughs) (sighs) Man. (sighs) Yeah. So (laughs) the other one is I... 
I would love to coach people on how to make profiles. Uh, I, I, I already brought up that it frustrates me when there's the no effort, but I know I'm hot type profile where it's like, and great. Okay. I want to back up and obvious. This should be obvious to the audience, but we are speaking from the guy's perspective here. I'm sure it's a very different and probably more horrifying experience for yes. women on these. Good. Apps. And very, I'm glad that you said that. Very true. Yes. Yes. I want to say that before I forget it. I, obviously I have my complaints here, but I, I can't even imagine. Important point. Uh, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but I do get frustrated by, like, it's like a hot girl, and there's no effort, but you know that she knows she's going to get swipes anyways because she's hot. I don't know. It's like, you, I've actually stopped swiping on those ones, even though it's tempting to because they're attractive, because it's like, we're going to have nothing to talk about because I don't know what to ask you about. I don't know what you do. I don't know. Very strong willpower. <sighs> you should, you, ought, you you'd be proud of that one. I, <laughs> oh, I don't think I can do that. And then let me tell you... Another frustrating one, and I've I actually took a screenshot of one of these that I was gonna bring for reference. Let me find it. There it is. Uh, people who in their profile call themselves boring. I'm not I'm not here to make some speech about self confidence or how you need to believe in yourself. Like I don't give a shit if you believe in yourself, but <laughs> it, just don't, if you want to match, just don't call yourself boring. Like don't say like <laughs> like this one profile. <laughs> Couldn't help but laughing, but the person said something along the lines of like. Like, yes, I already have two kids, and but it's like if you can get back to that, I'm a really boring person to talk to, and I won't be any fun. Oh, dope! And There's the two one, reasons not to talk to you. All right. It, it's like it's like I'm not I'm not trying to discriminate against single moms here. Like I get it, but like at least give me give me something <laughs> to tell me that you're cool. Hell, tell me that you want an adventure. I'll take it. <laughs> Just don't tell me that you're boring. I can't <laughs> I can't handle that. Whew. man all right and then and then I, i'm 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 wrapping up here zach i'm, I'm almost done all right well i have a but, lot more to say on the same topic oh, good <laughs> so I've been good taking notes. good no i i want to hear it all but um <laughs> a, a weird one that i just am gonna throw in there uh people who list what races they're interested in why hmm. uh it's like i've i've seen a couple profiles that are like i'm into white guys and it's like you know you could just quietly swipe on only white guys like <laughs> like I, you didn't have to tell me that like now i feel weird about swiping on you like i'm not gonna that's just so weird yeah <laughs> um spam accounts are fun i encountered one uh, you know for research i was doing a lot of swiping today uh-huh. uh, and i came <laughs> right, across naturally. one uh, a profile titled Gro- "Glory Hole Now." Uh, okay. That was the name. On you the sure it wasn't uh, a woman named Glory Hole Now? <laughs> nope, it was not because it was all one word. Okay. Um, <laughs> really weird stuff. Um, and then th- this is also well-trodden territory. But the people who only put group pictures, like I feel oh, like God. I understand people falling to that trap of wanting to put group pictures when day apps first came out, but it's 2020. These apps have been out for six, been out for six or eight years. Like we should get by this point that I want to see who you are. I don't want to have to take out my magnifying glass and go detective mode uh, and figure out which person in here you are. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and then finally, there's substance abuse girl, which is it's like it's one thing to be like, yeah, I like I like a drinker like, uh, yeah, I smoke like I hope that's not a problem. Like, that's one thing. But like there are really people who their entire profile is like, I'm just looking for someone to smoke with and drink with all day, every day. It's like you got to chill. I, <laughs> I th- I've seen profiles where it's just a zoom in on their their jewel and it's all beat up like it's been used for like three decades even though they've only existed for a few years like it's man some people are really into like showing off substance abuse it's wild um but yeah i i think that that that's that concludes most of my list i'm really excited to hear what you've got here zach yeah um i should say that that entire time i was trying to build my bumble profile profile um, <laughs> Perfect. What I'm going to say is going to be pretty worthless because I'm not really going to be talking about anything new. Um, I'm just going to probably be regurgitating the same garbage that a million other people have already complained about. Um, but it's my show, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Can I have one goddamn photo without you in a Snapchat filter, please? <laughs> yes. I I draw the line at one Snapchat filter. To me, one is unacceptable. But I, I can I mean <laughs> I I get it, but there's some people where I don't even know what you look like because you have like dog ears or hearts or whatever on all your pictures. Um I, a lot of the stuff that you brought up isn't actually on Hinge. I haven't encountered a spam account yet. Interesting. I uh, haven't encountered. There's some stuff that I, I you mentioned that I forgot that I haven't run into. One of the things that you talked about was really cheesy, um, bad answers, like <laughs> The Office and stuff, which I is obviously universal. That's a, an experience that is unavoidable. The worst one of these for me is. Um, on Hinge, the, you on Hinge you have a certain minimum number of photos you have to provide, and a minimum number of questions that you have to answer. And I think that is probably what prevents a majority of the spam bots for using this app. One of the questions, and one of the most frequent frequent questions, is "I'll fall for you if you dot dot dot," and then you fill in the answer. Mm-hmm. "I'll fall for you if you dot dot dot." you push me is so frequent and also so very not fun man shut the f- up i don't want to read that that's not you're not quirky that's not an interest like there if you're trying to be funny you need to at least incorporate it into some sort of useful moldable information i'll fall for you if you push me is 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 ass you can't it's unusable <laughs> it's pig iron you can't mold that into anything valuable in a conversation you just blew a question and that either tells me that your your creativity is is valueless like not all bad or you you couldn't think of like a sixth question to answer about yourself so you just used a spacer <laughs> Let me let you in on a little tip that I like. All of my pictures, for the most part, almost all of them, are from when I was a lot heavier, from when I didn't know how to maintain a beard, and from when I didn't know how to dress well. Mm. Those three things have changed dramatically in the past year. Almost all of my photos are not up to that standard. These days, I'm a certified cutie patootie. Can confirm. (laughs) But... My photos don't reflect that. So that means I have an out when my matches aren't successful. You see, unlike everyone else, <laughs> I try. I attempt to output a less favorable image of myself to the world because if I put my best effort out there, it's going to hurt a lot more when I fail. <laughs> um, earlier you said that um, you were talking about the, the matching, um, the, the, the boost. Is that what you called it? Yeah, that's what's called where you had like all the attention and stuff having hordes of attention solely focused on me with no obligation to distribute anything in return is basically my, my dream scenario. That's my heaven. That's your hell. That's my heaven. (laughs) I am, I am in this game for the attention. Absolutely. I have no desire to date anybody from this app. I just want somebody to talk to me and make them think, or I just want to feel like, that they might want to take me on a date. That's all I want. I just want attention. <laughs> I just want attention and validation. Alex said it best when she came on the show. She said that she's just looking for somebody to charm for a few days and then stop talking to them. And I get that 100% now. I didn't understand it at the time. I get it now. I just want pe- I just want that feeling of validation. Um And Paul, you spent so much time discussing how like for example how bad you felt. Where, that you couldn't respond to everyone, give them the proper attention they needed or whatever. Um, I, I, I put a lot of effort into to crafting my answers, which I'll get into a little bit better, uh, a, a little bit later. But um, I, I come, I'm coming at this from the opposite approach. If, if this dating app experience has made you feel bad, it's, it's on the other hand, on the flip side of this coin, turned me into more of a douchebag, I think. <laughs> because this the dating app is ex- exclusively an are you hot game. I don't care how good your personality is. I'm not interested in this at all for who you are. Um, and I understand that this, this perspective does not work in my favor, but I never said I wasn't a hypocrite. 
This is an extremely shitty way to approach relationships. I know. And again, I'm not looking for a relationship from this anyway. But, uh, and I promise you this is not how I do it in real life. In real life, I'm a very personality first guy most of the time. But there is something about this this app that makes me like, if you aren't hot, I'm not interested. Because <laughs> it's almost like, when you get, I think it become, it comes down to this. When you look at three photos of a person, immediately that's a binary. Yes, they are attractive or no, they're not. When you look at three answers from a person, you can't already make an objective decision on whether or not you like their personality or you'd get along or you like who they are or you guys are, have compatible interests or whatever. You can't do that. So right through the door, it's the great gate. You got to get through. I mean, the first question is hot or not. If it's a no, I'm not. I don't care. I'm out. <laughs> um, I will say I haven't gotten a lot of dates from this strategy, just to be upfront. But that's my strategy <laughs> nevertheless. And I really, I don't want you to waste my time with, uh, I, I don't know if this is a... Um, if this is an option for um, Bumble or Tinder, but on Hinge, uh, I think because Bumble, it's only the girls can match with you, right? Well, okay, so I've asked you this on our last episode. Both girls and guys are swiping right and left. Oh shit! I just got a match if, on Hinge. Hey, hey there! Wow! And so, if you both swipe right, then you will see that you have matched. Both people will be aware of it, but only the girl can message first. That's the Bumble thing. Okay. On Hinge, um, I think the way it works on Hinge is guys like girls and girls like guys. If there's a match, I think that the guys are forced to comment if they want to say something, if they get a like. Hmm. But the – sorry, hang on. Let me backpedal. There's no matches, okay? You get notified every time somebody likes you. They get notified every time you like them. They then have the option to – to comment and like send a message and that counts as a match and you can choose whether or not to respond to that. However, the girls have the option to, um, if a a girl likes me, my only option is to either ignore it or to respond with a message. If I like a girl, she has two, she has three options. She can ignore it, which I'm well familiar with that option. She can (laughs) send a message like I can do to her. Or she can bounce back with, okay, I liked you, now you respond first. Don't hit me with that shit. Don't waste my time with the you guys match. She wants you to send a message. She wants you to send a message to start the conversation. I don't want that. My profile is designed to be an ice-breaking machine. From beginning to end, it's it's every answer. It's not... I'll fall for you if you push me, okay? I got content that you can comment on for every answer. So don't don't ping this back to me, all right? The ball's in your court. It should stay in your court. I spent a lot of effort handcrafting a response tailored to each individual. The match I just got said that that was the most creative answer she's ever gotten. She's probably told that to a dozen guys today. But I'm still going to ride that high. Because I want to maximize the time. If I lead with a good attention grabber comment right off the bat instead of a, hey, how's it going? I'm maximizing the time old Zacky boy gets his attention. <laughs> now, I don't expect that same level of effort from somebody else. If somebody just hits me up with the, hey, how's it going? That's good with me. But I don't want a straight kick it back to my court and get the automated message from Hinge, the app that says, she also, like you, send a message to start the conversation. <laughs> Not about that. Um, I think... I think that's all the points I had to make but one, and this one point may stretch out um, a long time. We may go pretty long here, Paul, um, on today's okay. episode, but I'm okay with it because I'm having a lot of fun with this topic. This is a great topic, and I'm glad you brought it back from the dead. Can, can I add something really quick I, to what you were just talking about? I would love about? you to, yeah. I You mentioned that your profile is built from beginning to end to start conversations, like to just like allow that. And I think that that is the key to successfully starting conversations on these apps. And what I wish more people would realize is like, like mention, like somehow bring up things about yourself, either through the questions you're answering or just like a profile description that gives someone something to talk about. Right. Cause it, it is so boring 
Like what? Like if someone doesn't have literally anything on their profile, what do you even say besides like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like, what is there to like ask about? Or like, I don't know. Yes, exactly. You, and you, and right. so, like, my profile is filled with like little little nuggets of like, "Hey, you should ask about this," or like, "Hey, you should like you can ask about this." Like, "Oh, hey, I do this. Feel free to ask about it." Like, it's so many just little. Think, or like feel free to like comment on whatever just there's so many different things like that and i i know that a conversation is going to go better if a girl's profile has things that i can actually talk to them about because now that i think about it you're right that almost step one of interest is are they hot but the i feel like the step two of if they're hot is this conversation going to go anywhere yes is do they have things on their profile to talk about right I don't know. That's that's my. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Let me let me spin this. Let me uh, let me throw this one at you and see how see how you respond to it. Let's talk about etiquette for liking somebody that you know personally that comes up on your feed. Has that ever happened to you? (laughs) Oh, I knew, I knew this was gonna come up. Um. Yes, I've had. I especially because I moved to my hometown where i grew up like i went oh. Oh, i grew up in fort worth <laughs> yeah i didn't put I that together went to college at a&m and i moved back to fort worth so guess what there are high school girls that i know or excuse me yeah, whoa, girls rephrase. i went to high school with Please not current rephrase. high school girls yet i'm rephrasing right now there are girls i knew in high school who frequently come up on these apps <laughs> uh, so um it got me one it got me thinking because there have been times where this has happened. Let me see. I have somebody has liked me twice that I know, and I have liked somebody else twice that I know. One, the one time that I liked somebody that I knew, I commented and said, and and I, you know, just wanted like this is just a friend thing. This is just platonic. I just thought it was funny. I saw them, and this was the first time I saw anyone I knew on a dating app, and I, I. And so I, I would say that this is probably the least recommended action. I commented and I said, hey, you're super hot. Can I get your number? Now, I already have their number. All right. And and I, I hope it was clear that I was just joking. I wasn't trying to put them in an uncomfortable position because we know each other pretty well. Yeah. And it worked out. And we had a, and we ended up like having a normal text conversation catching up over like the mm-hmm. phone numbers that we already had for one another. Yes. So worst possible approach best possible outcome second time tossed a like to somebody that i knew just to see how they respond testing the waters no response twice now i've gotten the same treatment from the other perspective to me and i've just ignored both of them because i wasn't interested um and they and you know what they weren't friends of mine i just knew who they were they knew who i was that's it that based on that experience, I'm thinking that I, I now I'm probably going to have a strict no reaching out to people that you know policy unless you have a direct like an actual in, in, intention of pursuing that relationship to some degree. Mm-hmm. No more am I going to reach out just because it's funny and I know them. Because yeah. if you don't know them super well and they don't know you super well, that intention isn't obvious. They can't tell whether or not that they're getting strong. I want to have sex with you vibes or... I want to marry you vibes or let's go on a date or Hey, haha, we're friends. Isn't this funny? Anyway, I'm not interested in you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had friends who tell me like, haha, I matched with this other friend. She and I just had like a quick, like sarcastic conversation acting like we were interested. And as close as I am with some of my friends that are girls, I'm so terrified of giving the wrong impression or like, like, act like them thinking I'm weird or I don't know. I am so uncomfortable with the potential outcomes that I have not typically pursued. Like even for joke's sake, like matching with someone I know. Absolutely the right move. I would say it just, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this could create some funny situation, but it's also like, but like, there's definitely inherent risk that like someone's feelings could get hurt or things could be uncomfortable. And like, is that worth it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. If you found yourself in that situation, the correct response is, well, I'll just text him. I'll let him know how funny this is. And if that's weird, then you're too far. You gotta, you gotta ignore it and move on. 
unless mm-hmm. unless this is a legitimate thing that you'd like to, that you're interested in that you're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost I haven't done this before, but I almost think the winning move is if you're hoping if you think that like oh it's funny that we matched like I just want to like say hey haha I came across you here too like you're also on Bumble like haha like I think the better move than match with them is just to like m- maybe take a screenshot of their profile and like text them and make clear in your text what your intentions are. Right. Like if it's just to be funny, like make that very evident. Right. I don't know. But if you like, don't I think have that- their number or you're not sure if that would be okay, then you already, there's your answer. Then don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless of course you are interested in them, them then heck go for it. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit riskier than match with a stranger, which <laughs> doesn't that say something about society? But, uh, <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, if you're interested though, like who's to stop you? Just go for it, man. Or woman. Holy shit. That turned into an enormous rant. Just gargantuan. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) Um, You want to do a quick random rant and then, man, maybe we just skip the positive stuff today. Uh, Yeah, I I think so. Okay. Um, Sure. All right. Let's do that then. Uh, So, uh, like I mentioned before, the way this works is you can submit random rant ideas as a listener to the show by emailing us at notallbadshow at gmail.com and including random rant idea in the subject line and uh, writing what you want us to talk about on the show in the message body. So we have um, 10 right now, but we always need more. So I'm sorry, we have a few more now, actually. I just haven't added all. I haven't had all of them added to the list yet. So um, we always need more, though. So feel free to reach out. Um they're all in an Excel sheet right now uh, that I don't see, but I can uh, randomly draw a number and it'll pull it for me. And uh, this is going to bring me number nine, which is submitted by Travis. That is Mason jar glasses. So oh. I, I got to do a quick Google here because I'm assuming a Mason jar glass is the same as a Mason jar. <laughs> is that? Yes. I, I, there is a trend of people using mason jars as like glasses at their homes or even at some restaurants. Right. Um, I, I, maybe this is a feature of where I grew up um, in West Texas, but this is not a, I, this was never a trend for me. This was something that was always present. You know, like this is, this is normal to me. I, is this weird? Is this a fad that you've noticed, Paul, or what's your experience? What's your history? Yeah, I've, I have experienced that being a fad. Um, I feel like I'm trying to think. I feel like it's especially a thing at like a coffee shop. Or I almost feel like people, I don't even know how, cause I haven't gone to weddings recently, but I feel like I've experienced at weddings, like a rustic look with Mason jars filled with okay. candles or something. Yeah, true. Um, cause it's not just used for drinking. I feel like I've seen people use them, for some sort of decoration. Yeah, as like well. you put like a succulent in it or something or a flower jar. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. Yeah. You know, it's funny though, I don't even what is like the main use of mason jars? Like what do they originate from? I think just like when you think of jars, you know, you put like your jelly in it or something. A homemade uh, jelly or some sort of uh, hmm. perishable food container on the Wild West is how I always think of it. it in fact, uh, have you ever seen the movie Holes? Oh, of course. I don't remember what it's called that they eat when they're in the desert, but I always call it splooge, which I know is a, it's not it's not right. <laughs> it's not right at all. I think it's called. I think they call it goosh. Uh, Shia LaBeouf does not eat splooge in the movie Holes, but but I think they call it goosh or something but the, isn't that doesn't that come in mason jars they find it on like an old upturned wagon from the wild west or something yeah and like the guy from isn't it somehow related to the guy from psych saying like i can fix that like you know what i'm talking about yeah it, is yeah that, is that there's some connection there um <laughs> yeah uh, i'm it's been a while since i've seen holes it's i'm really reaching to my brain and i i do, man i feel like i have some sense of wonder about those jars from when i was a kid john landis mason <laughs> was an American tinsmith and the patentee of the metal screw on a lid for antique fruit jars that have come to be known as mason jars. He also invented the hmm. first screw-top salt shaker. Man, this guy's a pioneer of food containers. Really is, yeah. Um, 
1958, he invented a square-shouldered jar with a thread-screw top, matching lid and rubber ring for an airtight seal, the mason jar. Until the 1830s, long before refrigeration and gardens, many fruits and vegetables had been available only seasonally, but the recent development of jars had made canning a practical alternative to drying, pickling, or smoking to preserve food. Wow. Okay. Well, he was also married and had six daughters, and he died in poverty in a tenement house in New York City in 1902. So a sad end to Mr. John well, Landis depressing. Mason. But uh, <laughs> thank you for your invention, Mr. Mason. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I didn't realize this was a fad. I I know we're usually supposed to be negative about the random rants, but I've always quite liked the um, aesthetic. I think it's yeah. it does make me feel a little bit like a cowboy. <laughs> um, the the negative part is though that uh, I don't like the threads against my lips, the threading at the top for the lid mm. to go on. I, I'm not a fan of that. Hmm. I just hate anything that brings like a majority of people joy, <laughs> uh, and so that's. <laughs> I don't really have anything against them. I, I mean, even recently, I think I, I've brought up on this show in a recent episode. Uh, I believe it was the last time we had a guest. It was my positive rant uh, th- that I like tasks that do themselves in the background. And one of those was uh, cold brew coffee yep. that I've been making lately. And the the cold brew kit that I have came with a mason jar uh, to make the cold brew in. And that I just felt so rustic and... I don't know. I I feel like I've really, I can't help but buy into whatever aura accompanies mason jars that feels antique yet like stylish at the same time. I I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't make any sense to me either, but I do feel, I do feel better about drinking from a mason jar. I do feel more at home with my country roots or something. Also, (laughs) something that's weird about mason jars, for some reason it feels like they like sweet tea in a cold mason jar, great aesthetic. Mm. But the condensation is just off the charts. Why does it sweat so much? It, I feel like it does it way more than a regular glass. In my good experience. point, I really do feel like they sweat a lot. I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's true. Uh, it's probably not, but it feels like it is. It just seems sure like they're just way. drenched all the time. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a, so there's something for you, Travis. There's one reason why we don't like them. That and the threads like that you have to press your lips against when you take a sip. Um, in terms of the aesthetic, though, I'm I'm all for it. I love the the country feeling. I do too. They are really nice. I I'm just filled with warm feelings right now, thinking about the the picturing what you described with the uh, the sweet tea, maybe on a country porch. Right. Exactly. Well, you got to be on a front porch. Mm. Yeah, on a nice day. Yeah. <clears throat> that that goes down real smooth. Um, that's all I have on mason jars. Paul, do you have anything else you'd like to to contribute? Nope, that's it. I think that just in the interest of time, um, we'll just we'll pass on the positive rants today. Um, mason jars ended up kind of being a positive rant in itself. I don't, I don't know if you agree with that call. I I agree with that. Yeah, that that <clears throat> was very pleasant and uplifting. Yeah, we can. We can return next time. I think uh, I think we may have a guest lined up for next episode. Oh yes, I'm looking forward uh, to. So it. we'll be we'll have plenty of positive rants the next time um, we put out an episode. We'll have a guest come around and and they'll make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Speaking of warm and fuzzy <laughs> feelings, I really would like to thank um, both of the reviewers um, for leaving their comments. They're very funny and very friendly comments on iTunes. Uh, I would encourage everyone to to do the same. And to the one reviewer who we weren't quite sure who it was, um, I'd like to know. I'm not going to be mad that you said I'm not good looking because I said that myself more times than you did in this very episode. But I would like to know who you are so I can thank you personally. Um, it means a lot. And it would also mean a lot if you told a friend about the show. If you liked what you heard today, just spread the word. Um, we are growing. Um a little bit, little by little, we're growing. We're getting more people on board, and I like that a lot. So, um, yeah, it's it's really it is thanks to you guys at this point because, like Paul and I have said before, we've kind of exhausted the people who are willing to put up with our bullshit, 
and the people that were willing to to bother about listening to the show. So it's in your guys's court now. Um, and uh, I think you've been doing a great job of, of, of telling people spreading the word because it, it's definitely still growing. So that means a lot. And thank you. Uh, once again, we're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Overcast. We're on Twitter at Not All Bad Show, and you can email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com with random rant ideas or to be a guest. That's going to do it for episode 34 of Not All Bad. I am Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. <laughs>